0: Joe on Joe listeners, it's me, Joe Slepsky. and I'm back and you're back. This is the uh, the quarantine re-releases of our original tracks going back four years, and I hope you're enjoying these as much as I'm enjoying reliving them, warts and all. I I, uh, I I think you can easily hear where I'm finding myself and finding what the show turned out to be, so I'm really happy to share these with you guys. Again, we pulled these back from behind the Patreon wall, and I wanted to make them available to everybody during this time to share and give and Listen and have fun, especially because G.I. Joe's back on YouTube now. So yeah. So I appreciate that. And you guys uh can always follow me at Joe and Joe Pod on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Let me know what you think some of these early episodes, how terrible they are, or how funny they are, or how awful they are. And we're starting recording back up again, so reach out to me. Let me know. Joe and Joe Pod at gmail.com. Let me know if you want to join me for an episode. I believe we're gonna jump into G.I. Joe Extreme very, very Soon. So, without any further ado, here is the OG track from Joe on Joe four years ago. Enjoy. You are listening to the Joe on Joe podcast, the only podcast where Joe talks about Joe. And now, your host, Joe Slepsky. Hi, and welcome back to Joe on Joe, the only podcast where I, Joe Slepski, will review every episode of G.I. Joe. And I am extremely excited this week to have a guest who is a good personal friend of mine. He is a writer. Just friends? More than just friends on occasion. (laughs) He is a writer. He is a uh, comic book expert and historian. Mm -hmm. He is an artist. He is uh, one of the hardest working people that I know. Uh, and he is uh, an activist, <laughs> and you are you are you are a man of many things, Mister Seek Donnelly.
1: I'm one thing I'm not is an official GI Joe member, though.
0: Well, you will be after this
1: episode. Yes, that's on my bucket list. Seek Donnelly. First, let's get a few things
0: out of the way. We can okay. find you on Twitter at Seek and Destroy.
1: Uh, Instagram is Seek and Destroy. Uh, on Twitter is Exploding Bullet. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, so Seek, you um, you're a writer. I am based out of L.A. Originally from uh, Wheeling, West Virginia. Wheeling, West Virginia, <laughs> and you, uh, you work at. Well, you work. You work at Lego. I do work. I work at Lego part time, and I have a. I work for a company called OSSM Comics. That's fantastic, and you yeah. and you you're the EIC there. EIC and marketing director are what's on my business card. Awesome, and uh, primarily though, I know you
0: as a super talented writer. Thanks. You've written a comic book called Soul Star. Mm-hmm. You've written a comic book called which you
1: drew a page of. I did draw a page. Yeah, of. I was, very, was, I was very honored to
0: be a part of it. Yeah. Uh, you also uh, did a book called Monomyth mm-hmm. They're both available via awesomeossm.com. Is it? O- yeah,
1: you can awesomecomics.com. Yep. OSSM. ossm, um, or you can get them on Amazon as well.
0: Very cool. Um, and you are. You've also finished. I don't know if it's been released yet. Your Your Peter Pan story.
1: This summer, this summer, summer two thousand sixteen, and so it's called. Like, and, and what's it called? The King of Neverland. The King of
0: Neverland. Yeah, Did it tease as to what it's about.
1: It's a yeah. It's a it's a sequel to Peter Pan, unofficial sequel, but it's uh it's it's kind of Peter Pan becoming the villain of the story. I always think heroes make really good villains, so Peter Pan is uh, the new Captain Hook, if you will. That's exciting. Yeah, it's good. That's very cool. Uh, and Seek has uh, Seek does uh YouTube videos. I do have a YouTube channel called seek and destroy, so you destroy and you it. can find it at youtube.com slash C slash seek donley.
0: Awesome. And if you're coming to this episode from there, because this is actually part two right. of a two parter. Seek had me on his, uh, his YouTube channel in order to do an unboxing for an Amazon-exclusive G.I. Joe Retaliation 4-pack. And I was so honored. <laughs> it was you, fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, And uh, so this is the continuation. So if you're if you're just joining us, coming over from Seek's page, thank you so much. Yes. And if you've not seen Seek's video, please
1: check it out. Please do, because we have a toy giveaway that we're doing that Joe added a, a, a G.I. A. Joe comic onto. So if you're a Deadpool fan, definitely check out that video and share this episode we're doing right now with the hashtag Joe on Joe. Absolutely. And uh, and if you use that hashtag, Joe on Joe or Joe on Joe podcast, I'll look for both of those. Mm -hmm. And if you use that hashtag and share this episode like crazy, three weeks from the airing of this episode, uh, I will pick a winner on my channel and I'll let Joe know who the winner is so he can tell his viewers as well.
0: Absolutely, and we'll send you a free Joe comic book and a Deadpool. Yeah, Deadpool action figure. It's my first contest for Joe on Joe.
1: Well, get ready. Oh, I'm
0: many more to come. I'm so excited. So, (laughs) let's get into your history with G.I. Joe. Did you watch it growing up?
1: I did actually. I, uh, I was we lived in Athens, Greece, and we got like stuff late over there when because right from Wheeling, I was one years old, moved to Athens, and I lived there till I was like six, and over there, we were watching like. Wonder Woman and Batman, the TV shows. Mm-hmm. When we came back to the States, I had a lot of catching up to do because it was Transformers, it was G.I. Joe. He-Man made it to, to Greece. But of some course, of it, yeah, of course He-Man made it to Greece. <laughs> right, but the other ones didn't. The other shows didn't. And, when, when He-Man started showing up in, in, on Grecian television, they were like, oh, look, a
0: documentary. <laughs>
1: pretty much. That, yeah, exactly. Uh, he's based off all their statues. Yeah. Um, so when I came over here, G.I. Joe and Transformers were like, the, every kid was like, "Why don't you know what these are?" You yeah. know, because this was like the mid '80s or something. Okay. So everyone, like, every kid I made friends with, they were like, "You don't know what GI Joe is? You don't know what Transformers is?" So that was my introduction, and I those precede my my love of comics, which I, uh, you know, I've been reading comics almost my whole life. So Joe, GI Joe, and Transformers were before comics for me. Yeah,
0: I'm I'm a few years older than you. Yeah, but. GI Joe as a as a uh, jo- as a as a brand, I guess, mm. is absolutely people of our generations' gateway to all this stuff. Oh, absolutely! If, if it's if you're a comic reader, I can't tell you how many times people of our generation goes, "Oh yeah, I started with GI Joe comics." Right. Um. Oh yeah, I started with GI Joe toys, and then I moved into other stuff. Or uh, oh yeah, I mean, GI Joe I- was GI Joe just owned that era. I think transformers seem to have seem absolutely i would say has longer legs right and they've 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 stayed high generationally right but in, in he-man was huge when it started but it flamed out pretty quick. pretty quickly gi joe just had that steady like and maybe maybe it's the reaganomics maybe it's you know maybe it's it that, that yeah you know, yeah that, it, that it, patriotism it, that swept america right
1: it came out at the perfect time Exactly right. Like it's a product of its time, and it it lasted long because of when it came out. Right. Um, Yeah, and I grew up in a military family, so we grew up. I grew up in the Air Force family, and my grandfather was in the Army. So, uh, so GI Joe just made sense, you know. And the only reason I like Transformers also is because most of them were soldiers. Technically, they were in a war. Right. So I like that too.
0: Did you ever get into the uh, the larger scale stuff? I don't. We don't get into that much. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of like the you know like the 12 inch. Yeah. The 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 original. I I
1: had a couple of them. I did have a couple, actually. We, When my parents were together, we had a little bit of money. So every once in a while, I'd get a toy. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they split up, though, that's when my toy collecting died down for a few years. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I had a couple of them. I want to say I had a, um, I know I had Joe. Um, I mean, not uh, Joe. <laughs> what, what if,
0: uh, um, they did make a joke. Yeah, Joe. No, Joe Colton, eventually. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. But you, you probably wouldn't have had him when you were a
1: kid. Probably I, like
0: Duke. Duke, that's Duke, what I, yeah, I meant yeah, to say was, Duke. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I was going to say Channing Tatum, but I was, yeah, Duke. <laughs> I didn't have a Channing Tatum. Yeah, right. <laughs> I had a magic Mike doll. Um, yeah, no, that was good, though. I, yeah, I had Duke, and I had uh, I had one other one. It was a bad guy. Um, oh, no, it was a, yeah, it was a bad guy. Uh, I can't remember. I want to say it was Destro, but I, only because of the silver head. Yeah,
0: it could have been Destro, Cobra Commander. Yeah,
1: I know it wasn't Cobra Commander. But so I had just two of those, but I mostly liked the small ones. Yeah. um, Because they were in scale with my Transformers, which I like the Transformers being bigger than them. Um,
0: Did you, were you a fan of the G.I. Joe Transformers crossover comic?
1: Yeah, and that's what, you know, comics like. I did in my first stack that my mom bought me. Um, I went, you know, I was in the hospital, and she came with a bunch of comics. And in that stack was like Superman, Batman, and you know, Spider Man, stuff like that. But the guy at the st- but she she went in the store blind. She's like, I need some stuff for my son. He's not, you know, he's sick and he's in the hospital. He needs some stuff to read. Uh, and she knew I liked reading. Like I was reading books at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so she she brought a stack of comics. And in that stack, because she knew I liked Transformers and GI Joe. There was like one or two of those in there and that and they were the Marvel ones. Yeah. And I was like, oh, wow. So she yeah, most of that stack was Marvel stuff.
0: I got I completed my or I got my uh, all four issues of J. Joe versus Transformers. I distinctly remember this it was summertime i don't remember what year but i was staying in fort wayne indiana at my cousin's mm-hmm. house okay and my cousin who's who's there they i'm the youngest of all the cousins so he's much older we we piled into his piled into his jeep which had a hole in the floor which i found <laughs> fascinating you know i was probably 13 years old or something. right and uh and he took me to all the comic shops in fort wayne indiana and that's when I first saw G.I. Joe versus Transformers as a thing. And nice. I didn't know that was a series. Sure. And I was I was like, oh, I have to get all these. So he took me to every comic shop in the area <laughs> until we found all four issues of it. That's pretty I awesome. I still have those issues. Yeah, yeah.
1: I still nerd out when they cross over because I think recently IDW's Launched a series, Transformers vs GI Joe, and John Barber I think is doing the art. Yeah, um, Tom Scioli yeah, and, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah
0: and I'm. I think Barber's writing it. I think. Is because Bar- yeah, I, I know Spioli's he writes and artist. draws. But also, oh, is,
1: is Barber doing? You might be right though, because I know Barber does a lot of the Transformer stuff. Yeah. So you're but I right. Think, I think, both I, think I switched the name. Either way, it's it's pretty good, dynamite. Yeah, it, I love their so stuff. It's so crazy. Yeah,
0: it's so like okay, these are just action figures having fun. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, I really enjoy that. I really love the Devils Do ones they did. I do, that I like those. They were set too. in World War II, mm-hmm. and you had the Transformers were all like like era specific World War II vehicles and vehicles. stuff. Yeah. And right. Oh, that was great. Yeah. yeah. I think Jai Lee. Yeah, Jay Lee Jai Lee was, was the, Lee? Yeah, the yeah, artist. Yeah, he yeah, did a lot of the. Yeah, He was He's great. Artist. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, like that stuff was <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, I think one of them, they never finished. I think they came out with one issue and then they lost the, co- they they had, they had yeah. the license. Yeah, there was a license. So there's one issue like unfinished that. version of it because they, they did yeah. f- at least three. It was a mini series. Yeah. yeah.
1: And they, yeah, they didn't, I don't think they finished yeah. it. Um, all right. Well, uh, any, any,
0: uh, any favorite toys real quick? Any Joe's? Of f- Joe's? Yeah. Any Joe well, favorite you know- toys?
1: Because I I can't really remember a lot of the ones I had as a kid. I had a bunch of them, um, but I probably had more He-Mans and Transformers. Mm -hmm. I will say as an adult, though, recently, like we did in the toy video, I've been buying a lot of the 50th anniversary Hasbro ones that came out recently uh, because a lot of those are making their way to clearance racks at Toys R Us'. And I'm I'm usually broke, but I love Hasbro stuff, and I'm a big fan of their toys. So when I saw those available, I've been buying those. So I would say the four-pack we just did, I'm happy to have that. Mm -hmm. And then um, I got Hawk. And shipwreck and Cobra Commander. I love shipwreck. And shipwreck comes with like his parrot and everything. Polly. Yeah, and the figures are insanely amazing. So I, I have the nostalgic love for the figures, and you brought a couple over in my video that we did. But I would say I'm I'm really happy I got some of the new stuff too. That's,
0: that's great. Well, I'm so excited. We're going to watch. This is the second episode of the regular series. So there were three Mm -hmm. miniseries. The first was uh, in 1983, Mm -hmm. the fall of 83. Then the second miniseries was fall of 84. Right. So put your mind. This is now the fall. This probably would have been like second or third week of October, Mm -hmm. 1985. So okay. I, would have, I was 10 years old. How, how old would you be? Oh, mean, man. You've I, been like four? I something? was
1: three or four. My brother was just born. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So this is like October 1985, mm-hmm. and it's this, and, and, and you're getting an ongoing series. So this probably would have aired on a Tuesday Yeah. because okay. it was five days a week. Yeah. Uh, and it's called Red Rockets Glare. Sweet. Let's get into it.
1: Let's do it, bro. Yo, Joe.
0: Yo, Joe, indeed. So, did you used to get
1: a kick out of the opening like I did? Oh, the the, the opening, the song is embedded in my brain even through an aneurysm. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. <it's>, that's, <laughs> that's, that says a lot. <laughs> that says that's that's how you know you got a good song. <laughs> I think I remembered this in the Beatles. That was pretty much. <laughs>
0: I always appreciated that. Uh, the the in later years I recognized it as the money they put behind it, but sure, but just that. The opening looked so sharp, and it really set a nice uh, precedent. You know, yeah. Well, it like, sets the tone. Yeah, it sets the tone. You know, right of, of what the overall show is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know if we're we haven't gotten to the movie yet, or you know, we'll get to that eventually. But the the opening credit for the movie mm. is dynamite like oh the, it's if i you remember, remember that, that yeah, yeah i remember it's the movie oh so well done it's all the fighter on the statue that's of liberty right oh that's wow. right yeah so red rocket's glare written by mary screens yep. Ooh, this is the second episode now in a row written by a woman nice yeah and ron friedman uh wrote all the all the miniseries so technically there have been three joe writers so far and two of them are women that's pretty progressive yeah. of them nice so we open on a uh, it's a jungle uh, probably some South American jungle. And there's a, a young South American lad who's running through the jungle. And Rakondo and Roadblock show up. We don't know if they're pursuing him or exactly what they're doing. And behind them is the most inappropriately dressed GI <laughs> Joe for the jungle action in barbecue.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And he's, and he's got a uh, orange and yellow on. No, I'm sorry. Wait, no, I'm, sorry. I'm wrong. That's yeah. blowtorch. Yeah, blowtorch. I was going to say, it's not barbecue. Yeah.
0: Barbecue put out the fires. <laughs> blowtorch started the fires.
1: Okay. <laughs> I'm glad roadblock is me. I would be sweating like that. Yeah. Like, like yeah. in the movie, the rock was sweating a lot too.
0: Oh, the rock was just oiled up. Well, okay. Rock Maybe that oils it. himself up. I don't know if they, you call uh muscle butter. He's got
1: pits like sweat stains though. I mean, does he? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, he's that's he's sweaty in those movies. He's
0: too busy smelling what he's cooking. <laughs> so this, uh, this South American kid, he delivers something to, to Destro. So basically it's another, uh, it's another South American jungle, uh, uh, a base. For yeah, COVID. they
1: have like a, a Mayan temple that they're right. hanging out in,
0: and there's a huge ravine that they're gonna that the Joes are about to cross, and Ricardo oh, and Blowtorch and Roadblock. They bring the brick, the road layer, the uh, bridge layer. Up. Yeah, I, th- this toy was ridiculous. Yeah, this toy is so silly. It got so much mileage on the show. They use it a ton on this. Well, cartoon.
1: they, I mean, look how conv- It's a great plot, like totally. device.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And they blow they, the three of them, uh, I guess with Tollbooth involved, four of them, mm-hmm. they, they, blow this, uh, they, they blow into the temple. Destro's upset because he's almost done with his experiments. He don't know what the experiments are. Right. Now, Blowtorch actually talks with this thick Irish brogue, which later would be actually be attributed to barbecue which is, I think, why I'm getting confused.
1: Okay, because I, I was wondering if he was Irish. He sounds yeah, Irish. Yeah, well, I mean, he is. Okay. I,
0: it looks like he is, But which is that stereotype Irish fireman. Like, of only course. Irishmen have right. to be firemen or right. boxers. That's right. all they can be. Yeah. Uh, but later on, <laughs> uh, Barbecue, true. who is the fireman, he really has an Irish accent. Right. And uh, I think I think it's a misapplied accent here. Does he catch on fire here? It looks like he does, and then he's fine. He does, and he is fine, because his suit's insulated. The suit's insulated. suit's insulated okay. against fire. Which Mm -hmm. is also, really, why are you wearing that suit in the jungle? That is going to (laughs) be sweaty. So, (laughs) Blowtorch busts in. He he blows up the the lab. Pedestro escapes with a nice sliding door.
1: That's why he's so thin. He's just sweating. (laughs) He's just thin. He's he's a rail thin.
0: Let's see how Blowtorch is making out.
1: The kid now. So, Blowtorch got ahead of all these guys to get in there by he himself. Did, and he's upset. Now, I'm going to bring this
0: up now to not spoil the rest of the episode. Uh, but you have this opening where it features Blowtorch, and it's, uh, you know, he has this moment of like, yeah, you're a rookie. You'll be okay, kid. Right. And then he disappears from the show.
1: I noticed that. I noticed that too. like uh, And that happens a lot in G.I. Joe where these plot threads that are set up yeah. just don't pay off. Right. Like, they're just like yeah. Yeah,
0: in the previous episode they they did it well where they had introduced some some cobra recruits actually and the right. cobra recruits were getting trained by the Dreadnoughts, and then they brought them full circle they brought them to the final battle and they got them in, involved in the action. Sure. And that's the last we see a blowtorch for this whole episode. Yeah. So Dester now meets up with the Crimson Twins and Cobra Commander in one of the coolest shots, animation that shots. That
1: silhouette shot was amazing. Yeah, it's yeah.
0: a stone white room with the four guys in, in uh shadowy silhouette. Mm-hmm. It looks just gorgeous. It's pretty pretty dope. Yeah, I'm I'm Very all for artistic
1: that. for, yeah. Yeah, it really is. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's a nice. Like if you saw that print at a show, it would be like a Mondo print. And people would swarm to it.
0: It totally would. If they, right. If they released a, if they, Mondo did an album, yeah. of the G.I. Joe music, that shot right there absolutely would be there. I shot. like it. So we've got Roadblock and Rico. They're now on vacation, and they're uh, going to stop at like a, a Red Rocket burger stand, which is basically McDonald's meets Red Robin. You know, and pretty it's, much. It's a burger stand with a giant Red Rocket literally on top of the drive-in. <laughs> and uh, Roadblock says we're not going to eat there because that food's crap.
1: We're gonna go to my. We're gonna go to my aunt and uncles. Are, and you, sh- are you sure it's not a red rocket? A, a, a red Robin and a Johnny Rockets?
0: It's probably more appropriate.
1: It's yeah. a Johnny Rockets
0: ate <laughs> Red Robin. Oh, there you go. And God, so they God. go to they it's go to uh, Roblox yeah, aunt and uncle's restaurant, and it's also a Red Rocket place, which disappoints them. Right. And they say hi, and they love seeing him, and they're calling oh, him Marvin. Marvin, it's so good to see you. Call me.
1: Roadblock. yeah and his friend embarrassing notices. yeah right <laughs> <laughs> so the snicker, snicker ape Rakondo
0: the Joe's jungle trooper he can find the eyelash you lost in the woods two years ago that's the best How line that's the best line He's, ever
1: This here's a summary of uh, his powers he can find your eyelash that you lost in the jungle mm-hmm. two years ago that's what Rakondo can do for <laughs> that's you that's <Rickondo's> powers
0: <laughs> and of course Marvin is Marvin Hinton right and he is a good chef uh, he likes to rhyme mm-hmm uh He's absolutely, absolutely, easily one of the top five Joes.
1: Roadblock is time. cool.
0: Roadblock's so cool. I like him. Yeah,
1: he he was uh, the one I remembered when they cast. They were like, "Oh, the rocks playing him." I'm like, "Oh, I know Roadblock." Yeah, yeah, yeah cool.
0: Now the, you know they lost. Uh, they lost copyright to Roadblock for a few years. There Good was, yeah, there was something something strange went on with the Roadblock character, and and I apologize for not doing the research. Uh, I've actually never been able to get the full answer myself mm-hmm. when I've looked into it. Um, that's why they didn't use roadblock in the first movie. It was supposed oh. to be a roadblock, but they used heavy duty and they said right. heavy duty was his cousin. Uh, or heavy, okay. I think actually heavy duty is his cousin sure, toy sure. line. but they couldn't use roadblock initially because mm. there was some, co- some lawsuit or some live action.
1: Transformers has it too with a lot of like, you can't call Rodham. You have to call him Rodhamus, not hot rod anymore. Oh really? So there's like weird things like that. It's, oh, it's, wow. it's because the license for the toys and license for the show were made at different times or something. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Yeah, that's weird. So I'm glad they sorted
0: it out because I love seeing I love seeing the ro- I like the Rock. I anyway. like the Rock a lot. Yeah.
1: Um, I love this part here, like with them, because it's like they're in there and they're talking to his his family, and then these kids show up and he's like, "Oh, these are the kids giving you trouble. We'll go kick their butt." And then he's like, "No," the, the uh, his uncle's like, "No, it's not them. It's those guys on the motorcycles with laser guns." Yeah. <laughs> And then and then these badasses show up and they have to fight them. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, pretty, yeah, yeah. And they it's, chase them away. It's pretty great. Yeah. it's like
0: Happy Days meets uh, Road Warrior. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's pretty good- great. So so they chase the guys away, and now we see the Crimson Twins flying over extensive enterprises, and they jump from a moving airplane with no parachute. Nope. Do a
1: couple flips and land on the roof of their of their skyscraper. Well, the, the best part about that is they kick the door open, the oh, hatch yeah. open, and no one gets sucked out. There's like a, whole, a plane full yeah. of people. No one gets sucked out.
0: <laughs> well, I, I would say it's probably their private plane. Okay, it's so probably not a plane full of people. But the door just
1: flies off. That's true. The well, door. But they do show a couple people in there. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah there well, was, probably yeah. yeah.
0: There's at least stewardesses. The <laughs> okay. door flies right off. There's <laughs> no like dead now. opening the door like it slides. No, no, no. It just falls yeah. on the street. Yeah. And then they jump from a moving airplane with no parachute. And land in a building. And land on top of the building. <laughs> it does show their acrobats, though. They did flip nicely. Yeah. So it turns out that they are trying to buy up all the Red Rocket uh, hamburger joints all over the country. And it's being led by a, a, a creepy, greasy lawyer type. Mm-hmm. Mr. Krieg. Right. So they they give him instructions to go to uh, a specific location, F1, which is the one that's of course over by Roadblock. Extreme and extreme right.
1: Measures if necessary. Yeah.
0: And the, you got the extreme measures there.
1: So yeah, they have this scheme, and the, and they're replacing the rocket tips of all the red rockets with a flashing nose cone, with an actual warhead. And, and now we go to break. Will after these messages.
0: Today's file card feature is Toll booth, the bridge layer driver. His file name is Chuck Gorin. Technically, his middle name is X, which stands for nothing. And his primary military specialty is the combat engineer, and his secondary specialty is demolitions. His birthplace is Boise, Idaho. He's a great SP5. The booth's parents gave him a construction set for Christmas. When he was six, he wore it out by the time he was seven. Every Christmas, his sets got bigger and more complex until he was too old to play with toys anymore. Then he started building in earnest. He got his master's in engineering from MIT and joined the army expressly to sign up for the G.I. Joe team. He needed that challenge as he had all his life. Stalker says, we're on our way to an objective and we come across an obstacle we can't cross. River, crevasse, mountain, whatever. Tollbooth gets us across. He may build a bridge out of whatever's there. Blast a pass or solid rock. Lay down a four lane blacktop. That man's got magic. A tollbooth was the bridge layer driver. And I do toe boot this early because in these early episodes the bridge layer is everywhere. They're always running into a crevasse or a ravine or a mountainside and there's they all of a sudden, here comes the bridge layer. It's just looks so dumb. But it's so useful. But it's so dumb. Like it's like they were pushing that toy really hard. But I gotta love it. I gotta respect you, uh, Chuck X Gorin. Here's to Tollbooth. We salute
1: you. Now back to GI Joe.
0: And those warheads that are flashing Seek, of course.
1: Oh, yeah. Those were part of Destro's plan at the beginning, right? What he was setting up. Okay. So it's
0: all starting to come together for the viewer of right. what exactly, why does Cobra care so much about fast food?
1: Right. Well, I mean, I just thought they were burger fans like me. Burger fans or they were just slowly
0: <laughs> trying to kill, kill us right. by, by introducing fast food. I mean, that's the more <laughs> insidious plan, really. Yeah. Cobra's going to take over the world by making us all fat and lazy to fight. <laughs> that would have been a better plan. Totally. And <laughs> the family that's in this window, if anyone's fans of the Power Pack cartoon, look just like the family yeah, from Power Pack. A little bit. It looks like the Power Family, which also, by the way, were modeled after Walter and Louis Simonson. So Walter and Louis Simonson made, just made a cameo in change Nice. I'm going to throw that out there. Nice. And the Joes, uh, so, so Roblox called back backup.
1: Jay, Flint, and
0: Lady yeah. Joe Flint, and Cutter. Yeah. Yeah. And um, they pulled up in a killer whale. <laughs>
1: yeah, hovercraft. Hovercraft. Yeah, came right off the beach into the parking yeah, lot. Yeah, very yeah. convenient. Uh, <laughs> and then Mr. Quib, Quib Quid, uh, Quint, Quint, Quig, yeah, Quig, Quig, Quig. Is, he, is now here and and in Roadblock Stone. Roadblock
0: just gives him the heave ho. Yeah,
1: it's like we're, we're not selling. And you're not buying. Do <laughs> I make nice. clear? <laughs> That's so
0: great. Throws his briefcase after him, and so now Mr. Quig, he gives the signal to. Probably the least effective vipers of all time. The televipers oh my were terrible. The only cool thing about the televipers. Wow, and that ex- okay, so they yes yeah. start firing down on the on the on the burger place <laughs> the and was, there's a serious explosion. Did Walton Luis just die? Walton Luis just died. <laughs> like <laughs> oh my God. this is also you know what this whole scheme, it's a precursor to the breaking bad. The Breaking Bad El Pollo
1: Loco or El Poyo. <laughs> it's a pretty good shootout, but my, yeah. my problem here is that they don't shoot the Joe's vehicle no, right away. They? No, right. why would they? That's the um, thing you need to take out. Yeah, yeah, because they can go
0: up mountains it's, and sh- and get them. Yep, apparently the hovercraft <laughs> can go straight up the side of a flight of a, of a now, really steep mountain.
1: Now I know I know who the these the, you know the the regular Cobra henchmen are. Uh-huh. But there's a guy dressed as, as Paladin from Spider Man from the nineties. Who's really? that? Yeah, that
0: guy. See, he's Him. he's a televiper. He's a televiper, and, oh, he's and they're the communication about. vipers. Gotcha. But let me let me say this to you: yeah. There's a crew of televipers. How many communication vipers do you need? Like I I would send in <laughs> a straight up cadre of vipers, right? And like one telecommunication viper. Yeah, at least one. The cool thing they did start doing with them is the messages they would send would start. They don't do it in this episode, but mm. they start showing up in reverse on their eye their goggles okay so it's like they're seeing it on the inside of their goggle they're seeing it cut across normally like you know a retreat evacuate or whatever sure it would flash across their eyes okay. but it would go backwards because implying that there will be they're, well, they're oh, seeing see. it on the inside of their goggles right. okay that makes sense yeah so they, i mean they do something cool but to have a, just a whole cadre of televipers leading this assault
1: I, I feel like that's not a winning combination no it's not no. good um so so what happened was that after after i guess after the the attack on the red rocket they chased cobra away mm-hmm. and now they're back at their headquarters back
0: at the headquarters now and breaker is uh snake Eyes. yo there we got a nice yeah. appearance by snake eyes and i love sick Eyes is great because you could just cameo him in the background yeah he does he's not gonna say anything well no why would he yeah right nice. so <laughs> so you can just always have cameo snakes. snake sick Eyes never has any downtime because he just cameos everywhere yeah, They don't have to worry about giving him dialogue. You don't have to say, why is
1: that one Joe Nuts? No, no, it's just Snake Eyes. He's cool. Sure. He's cool. He's chilling. Well, yeah, he just makes a fist like, oh, oh let's go yeah. kick their let's butts. punch some people. <laughs> punch but some I, I people. But I like that part because it's like they show a map of the U.S. because Cobra has released, hey, this is the places we're going to be attacking you guys at. Right. And Roadblock instantly goes, hey, that's where all the red rockets are.
0: We're, yeah, we're coming to that.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, gotcha.
0: Yeah, we're, we're, we're coming to that. We're going we're gonna to get well, that. He
1: just, well, he just showed the map and he was yeah. like. Yeah, yeah, they haven't figured okay. it out yet. Oh, he hasn't yeah, figured yeah, it they out. they haven't
0: figured it out yet. Okay. But Roadblock and and Jay and Flint, they come to see uh, they come to pay attention to Tomax and Zaymon and they kind oh, of yeah. threaten them down. Yeah. And we'll say this.
1: Cobra can at times be a bit heavy handed, but we can't be held responsible for every action of our business associates. We recommend you take, take it up with, it up with Cobra.
0: Cobra. Okay. It's obvious. We're not going to get any cooperation here. <laughs> it's
1: just, <laughs> it's just yeah. it's
0: like, all right, we're done.
1: Well, I like that yeah. they can walk into a business of a terrorist organization Yeah. On a Tuesday. On a Tuesday. Yeah, and because then it, and then it. be like, we're like, we don't like what you're doing. They're like, we can't be responsible. Yeah. And he's like, all right, have a good day. Well, it's it's that <laughs> it's that Lex Luthor move. You it's know, a diplomat. Luther, yeah, he's always right, like, yeah. man,
0: Luther, I know you're behind this. He's like, yeah, you can't touch me because Extensive Enterprises, they're a legit, quote, quote unquote, legitimate company. That's true. They front Cobra, but the Joes can never prove it. Right. Right. So okay. that's the deal with them. And the same thing with like with Destro. He's an arms dealer. Right. That deals arms to Cobra. Right. But he also deals sells arms to other people, too. Right. Okay. Uh, he's and, a free agent. Right. He's a free right. agent. Right. Which technically, sorry. And uh, Tomex and Zaymon are supposed to, if you go by the file card stuff, they don't do it, really don't deal with it much in the show. Uh, they're Italian, and it's they're supposed to be like the mafia.
1: Oh, okay. they're supposed to
0: represent that arm of the gotcha. mafia, which is like legitimate businessmen. You know, they probably do a lot of olive oil importing.
1: Sure. So, well, well, uh, Lady J just yeah, broke into their office. Lady and J kicked broke their into butt. their
0: offices, and they're doing a bunch of kung fu, and they dive out the window. She grabs onto the to the arm, the leg of the dragonfly helicopter, and they grab onto her, and they are now plummeting oh, no. a thousand feet to the ground, and we go to the break.
1: Joe
0: will return after these messages. Now back to GI Joe. Lady J, Telmax, and Zaymon are falling to their deaths from the top of a sixty-foot sky, sixty-floor skyscraper. Yeah. And Lady J throws a big old dagger
1: (laughs) or one of her spears. It's a spear with a rope on it, which she didn't have a few seconds ago. She has it in her (laughs) quiver. She's like Hawkeye and Green Arrow. But like you can always see their quiver.
0: But Where? you didn't have a quiver? At? No. <laughs> well, here's what's great. So Tomek Zaymod hit a few buttons and a bunch of uh, rods poke out the building that they that they then like swing like, gymn- like right, gymnasts right, right, on, right? right? Which is cool. Yeah. But that implies they were all ready to jump out of their building. <laughs> Like, that means oh, yeah. they had forethought and said, hey, what if we ever took a swan dive off the top of our building? What if we installed some, like, parallel bars to yeah. swing off of them? Okay, yeah. that sounds great. Redirect
1: our momentum. Yeah, it sounds like a great idea. It's a good idea because I bet you now it was the first time they got to use them. And they were like, think, think finally, yeah. we got to put I those told to the- you it was worth the budget. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> So Cobra Commander,
0: uh, he's he's on American TV right now, and he's showing the map of all their locations, of all the cities that are going to get destroyed. Correct. Uh, and he's broadcasting this to America. Um, they show a demonstration in a... A quote, exact replica of one of our cities. Which also is fantastic because I it makes me think, who's building these exact replicas? What a waste of money. What a waste of money. <laughs> you why would you have to do an exact replica of a city? Wouldn't you just straight up blow up a city? Or be like, here we found a small city no one cares about. Right. And they show one podunk dude. Or a big city everyone cares yeah. about. But now the explosion goes so the explosion goes off yeah. and everything's wiped out except right. The trees, the grass, and right. the butterfly.
1: Right, right.
0: So this apparently just affects matter, like like man-made matter. Man-made or something. matter. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah.
1: It's a weapon from heaven. Yeah, and
0: <laughs> and Flint and Lady Jay originally noticed that this was uh, being aired because they were pulling. Remember that movie Blue Thunder. Right. You remember when Blue Thunder would fly through the city and spy on people? Right. They just had a Blue Thunder moment.
1: They totally did. They were peeping in on some girl watching TV. Totally. Which and- <laughs> in the,
0: the the deleted scene of this is that girl turns off the TV and starts, you know, fooling around. Right. Uh Roadblock definitely notices what Seek said earlier. Yeah,
1: that's right. I was remembering that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he so Roadblock saw the map that Cobra Commander put out there and saying, this is where we're going to launch warheads from. Mm -hmm. And he's like, hey, that's weird. That looks like the map of where all the red rockets are. Yep. So
0: they mobilize, (laughs) and they send out the APCs, and they send out the Maulers, Mm -hmm. and we've got the Skyhawks and Dragonflies and the Skystrikers, and everything G.I. Joe has, they have to go out. I think they said it was around 150 locations across the country. This is where we get into the physics of G.I. Joe again. Um, One of the things is they travel wild difference wild distances you know,
1: they, they, in yeah, a they matter do. of moments Yeah, they do
0: there was uh <laughs> it was an episode a few back where they were literally fighting in the arctic they jumped on a a, a treaded a his tank which is a treaded tank vehicle mm-hmm. that tank then took them to a jungle <laughs>
1: <laughs> so,
0: wait so, wait yeah all right so gi joe's doing the same thing here you know they're, they're rolling out and they're mobilizing and sure. they're going all over the country um and in a very terrifying moment cutter just destroyed a red rocket location at a like seaside cars, carnival right. Ooh, like down at the Santa Monica second. pier yeah. there's yeah. there's there's customers in there there's, yell, yeah. there's tourists just getting a burger
1: Well, they they yell a warning out like, before five they go seconds. in he's like you got 5 seconds cobra to get out of there yeah. i'm like so does mom and dad just eat right. their burger and, and listen <laughs> I,
0: i've i've been in buildings where there've been actual fire drills Right. It takes me ten seconds to just go. Is
1: that real? Yeah,
0: yeah. So, <laughs> so let's just say Cutter just killed some people, but I'm cool with that. Right. <laughs> hey, better to kill a few than to save a. Got to right? crack a few eggs. Crack a few eggs. <laughs> so they're uh, slowly all over this, all over the country. The J. Joes are uh, they're disabling the Red Rockets. Right. Um, Roadblock just did a sweet maneuver where he jumped off one of the Vamp motorcycles, and uh, now he's straddling a rocket, climbing <laughs> towards the top to take the uh, nose cone off.
1: He sure is. And he's got twins with him.
0: Yeah, exactly. The The crimson twins. twins.
1: The crimson twins
0: follow him. And I would say, objectively, this is now where the show gets a little cartoony. I mean, I mean, for you, this was the moment? For me, this is the moment. (laughs) Okay. From here on out to the rest of the episode. All right. The other stuff are like physics, like suspension of disbelief stuff. Okay, fair enough. This is now, you got Roadblock and the twins holding on to a rocket as it's flying through the air, and Roadblock's. Trying to get to the front of the cone. And they don't care, they're ready to die. Yeah, the, apparently the twins are suicidal. What are you right. Do? If I could blow the nose cone off that rocket, there's a chance. Maybe. Hang in there. So now Flick is gonna shoot the nose cone off, not with machine guns, with the missile. He's just gonna bump into it. And it the missile right. literally physically knocks the nose cone off the rocket. And without either exploding right away. Without, the missile doesn't explode, the rocket right. doesn't explode. And then the rocket Careens off course and happens to land into a river
1: that that is not established in any previous
0: shot. No establishing shot right. for it. So that's where I get a little sure. Like,
1: well, I don't know why. Seem really realis- realistic to me. <laughs> like for real,
0: yeah. Like, I, that's a little too far. That's a bridge too far. Bridge layer too far. It's
1: one bridge layer too far. So
0: now we wrap up the show. The rest of the Joes—they're all at uh, his aunt and uncles, and they're having some barbecue, and, and which is great because Roblox was always a chef, so I love that they're doing this. Yeah, but the, but you see, we don't go back to uh, we don't go back to barbecue or to blowtorch. No, no. there's no follow up on that. Which is a little because they've renamed it renamed the restaurant the Joe's Place. Right.
1: Uh, it's, but it's so good. So see, that's it. So that's the episode. What you think? I mean, I, I would have liked to seen. Obviously, like if they would have just had one little moment of blowtorch in there at the end, dismantling yep. one of those bombs and like doing it right and being right. like, hey. I redeemed I myself. Did it? Yeah. yeah right. Um, but other than that, I mean, yeah, it's it's goofy. It's not as serious as I remember it being. Because uh, I guess when I was a kid, I fictionalized it really well. But um, but no, overall, it's fun. You're right. That last moment was a little, little much for me. A little bridge too far. But it, it, it was fun revisiting it for awesome. sure.
0: That's great. Thank you so much, Seek Donnelly. Thanks for having and me, And now you, Joe, and Joeing is half the battle.